widening the road from two to four lanes. You can't have birch trees standing right beside a four-lane highway. Barkley doesn't need a four-lane highway. Jimmy Joe kicked at a shallow dent in the roadway, loosening a chunk of asphalt. Barkley doesn't need potholes and blind curves. If you'd built the road right in the first place, you wouldn't be cutting down trees now. I wasn't around when this road was built, Mary Jewel. Well, your boss was. You are fixing to make trouble, aren't you? From down the hill, Jimmy Joe recognized the rattling roar of the Black Brothers' pickup. It crested the grade, followed by a navy blue minivan he hadn't seen before. The pickup swerved to the side of the road, and Sonny Blatt jumped out, gesturing over his shoulder at the minivan, which was filled with women. He followed me through the barricade, boss. I couldn't stop him, honest. Two older women climbed down from the minivan, carrying peck baskets full of tomatoes. Jimmy Joe recognized one, Pluma Wilcox, from his mother's sewing circle. She avoided his eyes and carried her basket of tomatoes over to Mary Jewel. Phil Blatt joined his brother and Jimmy Joe. It's true, boss. They just followed us through. It's all right, Jimmy Joe said. Better call Sheriff Reader and get him up here. Well, it's just a bunch of old ladies, Sonny said. How come we need the sheriff? Just call him. The van emptied and six women gathered around Mary Jewel. The driver of the van was younger than the rest and carried an infant in a papoose pack. Good stewing, tomatoes, the driver told Mary Jewel. Pearl Tharp knocked down the price when she heard why we wanted them. Four twenty a bushel. It comes out to a dollar and five cents apiece, not counting the gas. Mary Jewel lined up six peck baskets by the side of the road and covered a seventh with a checkered cloth from her backpack. What happened to Claire Marie and her van? Doogie took sick, the woman with the baby answered. Well, we'll just have to make do, Mary Jewel said. She knelt on one knee as if she were outlining football plays on her backpack, and the other women huddled around her. The fourth member of the day's crew, Butch Muth, pulled up in his battered Dodge Dart. He was followed by a yellow van with a scanning antenna on its roof and the call letters WSAZ-TV on its sides. Butch joined Jimmy Joe and the Black Brothers by the backhoe. We gonna be on TV? he asked. TV's gonna be on us, I'm afraid, Jimmy Joe said. All over us like sweat on a fat boy. Two men climbed down from the yellow van. Jimmy Joe recognized the first as Russell Oliver, the evening news anchor for Huntington's Channel 3. The second man carried a portable camera and a battery pack. Mary Jewel left the huddle and jogged over to the news anchor. They talked briefly with Mary Jewel pointing first at the construction equipment then at the road, and finally at the roadside trees. Then the cameraman lined up Mary Jewel with the backhoe and bulldozer in the background, and the news anchor began an interview.
From where he stood, Jimmy Joe could make out the repeated words, no growth, and pollution. Each time she said the word growth, Mary Jewell clapped her fist into her tiny palm. That's the guy from Channel 3, isn't it? Sonny Blatt asked. What's he doing, that old lady? She brought him here, Jimmy Joe said. We gonna be on TV? Butch Muth asked again. Whether we want to or not, Jimmy Joe said. Not much we can do about it. Might as well get to work. Butch, you take Attila. Sonny, you take the backhoe. He watched as the cameraman and the news anchor left Mary Jewell and walked toward him. Better work the downside of the slope. There aren't any trees to level there. The news anchor set the cameraman up off his left shoulder.